Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Levicity Podcast. Feels good to be back. Um, it's it's been almost a year. Yes. Um, how you guys have been? Uh, how's the year been? Uh, <laughs> I I would say a lot has happened. I guess I'll, I'll say a lot has happened in the span of just this year. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm officially off the market now, so you know. Oh I, yeah, you you gotta. Yeah. Tell um, us how's that been? I I told. So she wanted me to get into details about it, but I told her I wasn't gonna get into details about it because that's that's not what I'm trying to, you know. Like I don't want everyone knowing my business. All the listeners out here just know that I'm happy, you know. <laughs> And I love her and she loves me, you know. And yeah, that's that's it. But I, I just want to throw it out there too that I'm this much closer to winning that bet. Well, <laughs> I mean, we we already know the bet consists of um what was it, getting married or having a child? It was having a child. Oh, having a child. Oh, then you're closer than I. No. Well, statistically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me for a moment. In, in terms of probability, right? So you would, if you have multiple partners, your chances of having a child is higher than just having one partner. Wouldn't that be less likely when you think about it? Because of all the precautions that you take with multiple partners versus one partner. Yeah, I, I need these statistics. In terms of, in terms of like, I just the probability is higher. I mean. Not Plus, contraceptions don't. There's a reason why there's that margin of error for contraceptions. Plus, I'm a virgin, so right, right, definitely, you definitely, know. also that as well. Yeah, so I got you beat. That's yeah. that's wow. So, like, I've always known the bet, but what is like, what do y'all win? I think it's, I think the bet was like five grand or something like no, that. No, no, whoa, what was it? It was like a thousand dollars. Hold on. <laughs> I was gonna be like, I'm sorry, babe, but five grand. We're gonna have to wait until like forty or something when he starts forgetting and slipping up. That's <laughs> I mean the good news is once I win, the money's gonna go to you guys anyway. Oh no, but the whole point is the bet. Which I'm gonna win. Yeah, this has I'm been this much closer to this winning. is this has been like a ten year long bet now, and I'm it's gonna get to the part, point where I'm gonna start like bagging females to throw at you. <laughs> I'm gonna be like the ultimate wingman. And I'm gonna I, say no. I'm, I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> hey, have you have you seen this guy right here? And I'm just gonna like do all the wingman stuff that. Basically, I, I've actually never been a wingman before, now that I think about it. <laughs> kind of a friend of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, I, I don't know. I, I've never been, like, well, first uh, I'd have to be a person that, like, went up to, like, women and be like, hey, <laughs> shit, actually, I don't know any, like, what do people do? To- a wingman is just, like, the ultimate assist. You sound like you live in a bubble right now. I did. Yeah. I, I actually, I was kind of <laughs> lucky to have like found found someone that made the first move. You know, that just 
she was the one that initiated it, and I was like, "How was oh, that?" Okay. Uh, well, we we met at um, an anime mingle, you know, and I've actually never heard of it before, in like at all. When it came to like, there was like this group, not even a group, like a community now of just people that love the same thing you love, just getting together and basically like. Uh, I want to say like entrepreneur and like saying like, hey, you know, I do this, I do this, like making friends, making connections, like, like stuff like that. And who was it that it was? Uh, I don't even know if I can say names. Well, I, I'll say it because it's not really a, like a bash or anything as long like as it's that. Nothing negative. It, you know? It's not negative. It was more so like um, it was Nicolette that uh, sent me it. I don't know where she found it, but she sent me it, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Uh, I Did went, she go? No, she she couldn't make it. <laughs> she couldn't make it. I I don't know why she couldn't make it, but honestly, it I it guess was it was just meant to happen. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure, like, if she would have went, then it, that probably wouldn't have happened. Because she would have probably never approached you, because she would have saw that you was with another woman, whether you guys were exactly a thing or not. Exactly. So. So yeah, it was um it was like it was really interesting. The the way we met was something weird. Um so when I uh when I got there, right, uh they had these name tapes, right? And you had to, you know, those traditional things, you write your name on it and write and you know me. Y'all know me. I'm like, why write my name? That's boring. I'm just gonna put hi, I am group. That's it. <laughs> so, so everyone was was like basically like there with their own names and stuff like that. Mine was like, "Hi, I'm Groot," and uh, there was like this anime competition. Uh, what was it? It was trivia, basically. My team won. Shout out Team Six. You know, never forget. And uh, <laughs> you sound like y'all were in the trenches at war. Yeah. <laughs> It was intense. It was intense. It, <laughs> yeah, was a, it, was. it was a nice little anime trivia. And and we had fun. And we had like a good time and stuff like that. But that's not where I met her. It was like after it was all over and we were all hyped up and stuff like that. And then I walked past. She said that I looked at her first, but we know she looked at me first. <laughs> we know she looked at me first. Right? And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So when if she sits down and watches, I need to be there. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 gonna. Uh, what's what's uh, what what she say? She's gonna love me aggressively after after hearing this. But you know, YOLO, blink, right? Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Oh damn! You saw you saw it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, that was too aggressive blinks. But, but but in all seriousness, um yeah, so uh she she saw the name tape and she was like, Oh, I am Groot. And we spent like the next five minutes having like an I am Groot conversation. That sounds annoying. Yeah. Well, it wasn't annoying. It was just more so like if someone that we knew heard us, they would have just cringed to death. Because of how it was. It was just like a, I am Groot. I am Groot. And it's like, I am Groot. 
And it was like, so on and so forth like that for five minutes. And then... <laughs> I, I hope to God <laughs> that it wasn't really five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes is a long time for I Am Group combo. It was it was roughly around like maybe three, three or so That's, minutes, g- like give or take. 30 seconds max. <laughs> I like it. I respect it. Yeah, but and and you know the rest is there it is. But because of her, and I'm very grateful to her for this. Very grateful for you, baby. Uh, like I've been more in tuned with the anime community. You know, I've been around more people that like chop shop. Like when it comes to like anime, manga like some video games and stuff and like we share opinions on things and like tomorrow actually I'm going to uh Dreamcon right and that is was created by like one of the biggest like influencers on YouTube uh RDC World you know so they're going to be there a whole bunch of uh, people from the community that are that are going to be there as well, and I'll be there for the next three days. Uh, honestly, she's more so trying to like build her brand and like network and stuff like that, and I respect that. But I'm just trying to like have a good time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just have a good time, you know. But that's it. I respect that's it. I'm done. How long have you guys done. been together? Uh, we've we've been together. It feels like a while, but it's actually May. Okay. Yeah. It's not a while. It's not a while. It's. I, mean, I feel like for us, that's a while. <laughs> oh well, for y'all, for y'all individuals, that's. A while. Yeah. What, oh, what was the last time you've been in a relationship? Like, two thousand fifteen, sixteen, maybe. What? That's a good year. Was it? It's, it's. So, for context' sake, me being in a relationship is an anomaly. So, <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, girls? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that's what you took from that, <laughs> by all means, whatever happens to he you, didn't happens. say it was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> wow! Twenty fifth. That's around the time I joined SAD. Yeah, same. Sounds about right. <clears throat> that means for me it was like 2017, 2018. Hmm. Wait, 2017? Who were you? She who shall never be named. Ah, ah, Lord Voldemort. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. So how about you? How's... uh? How's it feel being back? How was it? I know you can't talk about everything, but, you know, what are some of the things you can talk about while being over there? It feels good being back. It feels a little uh, weird as well. Um, I guess just because you're around, like, the military culture every day, all day. You live at work out there, and now you're back, and it's just different. But it feels fucking amazing. Um, it feels good to not see a uniform. <laughs> it feels good to not feel censored. Mm. Um, that's 
part of the reason why I didn't really do podcasts out there. I did like maybe two episodes, but quickly learned that podcasting out there wasn't really realistic for what I wanted to put out. Is it, is, was it because of <clears throat> the military itself or just like the rules and like laws of wherever you were at? I think it's, it's two. The first part is that I had to understand that the military is still a business at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So they want to protect their image. Um, so there was things that they were cautious about because what you put out, the whole world will see. So they don't want me to put out a podcast episode and then people think that that episode reflects the views of the DOD. When it's not the case, it's just my personal opinions and the guest's personal opinions. So there was a lot of conversations I had with like the legal team, the public affairs, about the nature of the podcast, the episode. Anything that came out that was related to the military, they, they wanted to see. And that was a lot. <laughs> um, but secondly, too, because... I don't like to talk about the military on a podcast, but when you're in that environment, all you see is military. So that's all people wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, so eventually I was just like, you know what? I'll wait till I get back. So yeah. those two podcasts you did because you did it with people out there. They talked about the military. Yeah. So, so quick question. Yeah. So you had to submit it to the legal? I was supposed to, but I didn't. And... Uh, I had a conversation with people after I didn't, um, but I try, they just want to make sure that what you're saying is okay. Yeah. I just wanted to know how that went, but yeah. if you never submitted it, then. But I did a lot of editing to make sure that, cause I mean, realistically the podcast didn't say anything bad about the military. They were just sharing like their experience in the military. And so I just edited it to make sure that we didn't really talk about the military much on the podcast. It was more so our opinions on like relationships and things like that. Oh, so yeah. the other thing you <laughs> like to talk about. The yeah, other yeah. thing that I feel like that might come up. I'm I just, mean, we might as well since you're the only one in a relationship here. Yeah. You know? Just because I'm the only one in a relationship here doesn't mean that y'all don't have relations with other <laughs> people, you know? What what do you define as well, a relation? Well, what don't y'all define as a relation? I don't know. You you just brought it up. I mean, I just just think about it. You know, Yo, you have to. Extract, extract. I feel like the way you asked that question, I feel like you were trying to get us. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like a straight up setup. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't know who y'all talking to um, at the moment. Uh, but more power to y'all. I'm not. I'm not setting. For the record, I'm not setting anyone up here. I'm not setting the these fellas up right here because I love them. They're my boys right there. That's not, exactly what you would say <laughs> if you were trying to set us up. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, y'all are obviously talking to someone. What, what do moment. you mean by that? Well, how are we obviously? Well, talking? I'm not gonna get into <laughs> yeah. it because then why? I'd be an op if why? I get into yeah, it. Yeah, why are you making assumptions? Yeah. So, so y'all aren't talking to anyone right now. The what are you talking? Yeah. What do you define as talking? Because I, I mean, we're having a conversation right now. I, okay, so define and talking <laughs> as in like either yeah, because everyone everyone's version of talking and dating is two different things. So, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. The guy that Kiki put out the other day. She 
uh, she found on TikTok where somebody explained everything. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Did, did you didn't watch it? Did no, I didn't see She that put it in the group chat? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll watch it after this. Yeah, I didn't see that. But in terms of like talking, it'd be more so like, like you're, you know, you have a, uh, you have someone where you, you know, just no, nah, I don't know. No, yeah, so you don't know. Okay, that's what all I'm right. Asking for all right, motherfuckers. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. Y'all obviously have people where, well, not people, could be singular, could be plural, uh, where you hit them up, you're like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. All right, come through. Or, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. All right, uh, let's get some food. And then whatever happens afterwards happens afterwards. But, I mean, you can hit up anybody and just be like, hey, let's go get food. Well, That's- you can't necessarily hit up anyone. You can't ne- Why not? You can't hit up someone, like, right across from here and be like, hey, let's get some food. Why not? Why not? I That's- mean, you, okay, all right. Theoretically, you can. But I guess it, the question is why? I mean, so why? it sounds like your definition of talking to someone is literally talking to someone. Which, I mean, we talk yeah. to people every day. Is, isn't that the definition <clears throat> of it, though? I'm just saying, if you're asking if I'm talking to people, I am. I talk to people every day. <laughs> well, <laughs> just wanted to make that clear, you know? Uh, you're, you're, you're lucky because sometimes I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, those are good days, though. They are. You, those are good you days. You know what? We're going to segue this on to, let, let's go over there because I don't want to feel like I'm getting <laughs> set up or something like that. So, uh, I see you got a beard now. Um, <laughs> explain that. What, what What's that about? I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I'm having a crazy day job. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you mention it. Yeah, it's like this almost happened before. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, what is it, August 5th? How, what is that, a week from now? I will be leaving the military. Uh, I recently started a business less than a year ago. And that's what I'm doing full time. How long have you been in the military now? What, 10 years? About to be 11, I think. Something like that. I lost track. Yeah, because we joined the same time. After yeah. a while. And I hit 11 years next year, next month. So we have a discrepancy because I remember you saying that, but I thought it was like 12 years. No, it's nah, it's been 11. Hmm? 2012. Because my contract, I signed my contract August 2012. I, I hit 11 years this <clears throat> this last, last month. I hit my 11th year. Because I remember I signed mine before... Y'all, was it? Cause I yeah, let- I think you were the first to sign. Yeah. Damn. And remember, that air guard uh, recruiter was right there. He was, was like right there. Th- there was? Yeah. I don't remember that. No, yeah, he was remember. behind. Like, it was... Uh, that was intentional. It was... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it... It was like the two of them, right? You, I'd, I'm not going to say their names for obvious reasons, but there was the two... Um, army recruiters, right? And then right next to them in the back, like behind us, was an Air Force recruiter. So let's say that we were like the the Army personnel and the three of us were sitting right here. The Air Force guy was over there and he was just chilling. And I was like... I mean, they never really have a retention problem, so I, I get it. I was like, yeah. I was like, damn. If <laughs> that's, I that's not true. If I would have known now what I known then, or known then what I know now. Do you really think? We, no. We, I'm not trying to talk about the military on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that offline. Okay. Damn. Were you about to say something about the nah, military? The offline thing 
it's showing. What do you mean? That, I feel like that's uh, military jargon. Oh shit! Oh yeah, <laughs> that is. Offline. We can't escape it. God damn it! <laughs> I've been. Con- this is what they mean by conditioning. <laughs> I've been it's, conditioned. It's okay. One more. Uh, sorry, three more years. Three, I got three. four more years, bro. Four, four more. Yeah, I got four years. I got because I had a year left on my contract, and I signed a three year. Sorry Ooh. to hear that. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually. Uh, I, I made a deal, and uh, <laughs> I'm actively plotting on making enough money so that I could buy out my contract or get out and pay them to honor me not doing the full term. So I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, uh, how's the business been? Uh. It is very challenging. I think it's uh, like, you know, the cliche stuff. Like when you go to work, you got someone telling you what to do, what time to be there and whatnot. And now I have to do all that for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's really easy to try and overwork. But then you quickly realize that's not sustainable either. So, okay. You know, it's, it's a learning process. And you have a retail business. Or well, e-commerce business, yeah. Okay. E-commerce and uh, e-commerce <laughs> for for the listeners. Uh, if you want to touch on how to uh, get into that, like if you're interested in pursuing that form of entrepreneurship, you know, how would you? Uh, uh, in in what sense, like what I'm doing, or just entrepreneurship in general? Well, what <clears throat> what you're doing since you're, I guess it's more of a like a targeted expertise at the moment. I don't know about expertise. I'm still figuring things out. Ain't we all? <laughs> Ain't we all? Um, I mean, YouTube University, right? YouTube University take you very well. Uh, take you very far, sorry. Um, you know, I could give you some, what do you call it? Some channels you could put in the link for people. But yeah, there's a, there's no like one way to do what I do. You just kind of have to find what speaks to you and what works and play around with a couple things and yeah. Okay. Well, it's the hardest thing right now dealing with your business. <clears throat> Shit. I, I feel like, uh, so YouTube will take you far and like specific things, but like actual business things, you kind of have to teach yourself how to do. Mm. So mm. it's like uh, YouTube will like teach you like the operations or whatever. Like, hey, you do this, you do that, you make money, but then you got to think about, like, taxes and, you know, just stuff of that nature, like, stuff behind the scenes and, like, making sure you're keeping, like, a positive cash flow and things that you wouldn't know going into it, but are kind of, like, common sense at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. Oh. I can <laughs> understand. I remember we... uh we had a couple conversations about that, mm-hmm. like uh, like taxes specifically, especially taxes. I feel like YouTube, of course, they have videos that can show you about taxes, but it seems like one of those things you have to go through it to learn it. So it's funny. Uh, this is the first year that I did not do my taxes myself. I, uh, I paid out of pocket for 1-800-ACCOUNTANT. Mm-hmm. First year, I had issues with my taxes. <laughs> oh man! So uh, 
they contacted me like maybe like two or three weeks ago saying I owe like two thousand dollars or whatever. Ah. So I got in contact with the accountant, obviously, because said you're fired. <laughs> they said they'll look into it. I followed up like a couple weeks later. They're still looking into it. Uh-huh. So see, see this this that. is why you gotta have a family guy, right? <laughs> family fam- tax guy. Yeah, family tax guy. All I I would be. I don't know if I'd be wrong in saying this, but all Caribbeans have a family tax guy. <laughs> I all yo, I think my mistake was <clears throat> paying someone else to do it because that was just laziness. I could have done it myself, and I probably wouldn't have had the issue. Because I, okay. I have a I have a feeling I know, you know, well the the code we get for being an SID. Yeah, I have a feeling that's what it is, especially since it's New York state taxes. Yeah, uh, it's a New York militia. Yeah, but I. I knew that, and I specifically reached out to, like, two people and told them, like, hey, make sure y'all are coding it as that, and, yeah. See, this is why you can't trust people, especially with your money. Look what <laughs> happened to Rihanna. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> you know, I never knew that about the song. Oh, bitch better have my money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, though, that's, you kind of have to. Like, I feel like as time progresses, as the business expands, you have to find people to handle those things. You have to find people you could trust. Uh, I can't remember where I heard it, but someone said, um, it might be Alex Hormazi, I think is how you say his name. But he said, uh, when it comes down to a business and you start a business, a lot of the times when people have to hire people, the first thing they think about is hiring the bottom, the worker bees. But he said, what you need to do is hire the next in line. Who's the person that's going to be in charge so that they can worry about the hiring process? Hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I take that approach now with everything. That and trying to automate everything for me. Oh, so. speaking of automation. Speaking of automation here. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. I think y'all know where I'm going. I think y'all know where I'm going. Uh, AI. The, the future. The future. <laughs> The thing that will probably take a lot of jobs in about a few years. Um, I have mixed views about it. I think it'll take, I think any advancement in technology takes jobs, but I think it replaces it with new jobs, more creative jobs. And I think it's how, as humans, we progress. Like, think about the people who thought the internet was a horrible idea. Now look at us. Then it's the next thing. Then the next thing. That's just how it works. I think as a mass, we don't like change, but change is good. That's, I mean, that's true, but that'll require, it'll require more, uh, how can I say this? So like the train, like the training, right? Or like in order to maintain AI, like if AI, let's say if AI t- start taking jobs, right? Like that South Park episode. You know, let's say let's say they start taking jobs. Um, then the only job, the new job that would come out is the job that maintains the AI. It's like, hey, you know, if AI or or as I was um saying, I think I was saying this, was it was it you guys that we were talking about? Like if they replace oh no, actually it was my partner, uh, my job. Uh like if they replace EMTs. With AI technology, 
like or at least they incorporate AI into our stretchers, the stretchers that we uh, we use to like, you know, bring the patients. In a sense, that could that stretcher could probably do half of the EMT's job, if not all of it. How would you envision that AI being incorporated in stretchers? Well, it's like a sensor system, right? Uh, so the sensor, you know, a person lays on the stretcher. There's a couple of things you can already tell right off the bat if you have the appropriate sensor. You could tell uh, their their temperature if they have a fever. You could tell their heart rate. You could tell their blood pressure. You can monitor their rests. You can monitor their O2 saturations. So that's already initially what, aside from the trauma aptitude, the medical portion of it, which is which is like 50% of being an EMT, is already being cut out. AI is already taking care of that, which in a sense that makes our jobs a bit easier because now we don't have to worry about it. And, you know, all that information, AI will just send it directly to whichever hospital we're going to. Right. And it'll be more detailed than we can ever produce. Like I go to a hospital, I'm like, uh, this is this is just an example, like a 30 year old male uh, stubbed his toe complaining of chest pains, um, heart rate, 60, like pulses, blah, 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 like blood pressure, you know, such and such. But, you know, with AI and if they incorporate it into like that sensor system, they can necessarily provide a lot more information about the body than I ever could. That makes me uh, pro AI even more now. <laughs> that that sounds uh, fucking amazing. But here here here's the kicker as well. Um, now let's say I'm pretty sure this is gonna happen in like quote me on this maybe like five years, right? There's gonna be an AI car, and Tesla is gonna be the first one to put it out. I don't know about all that, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. Then they just then a bunch of companies just have an agreement on safeguards for AI. It I mean, like, in, in terms of like vehicles, though. Yeah, AI in general. I thought it was just like animatronics. You know, because of the whole I don't know this series that was uh, this movie that came out maybe a, a good twenty plus years ago called Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that going that way. <laughs> but uh, I gotta find it. But I know even Elon Musk, he's not really a big fan of where AI is going. I think AI should have safeguards, but I think AI is hands down the future. I think it's better for everyone. So, I mean, the way I look at it, like from a business point of view, incorporate AI, like Teslas are self-driving. So, one, I feel like it's not like as complete as like society would have you believe. Like, it's still something that they're working on actively. Talking about the Tesla self-driving? Yeah, the autopilot feature. Yeah, that's yeah, mostly sensors, right? Yeah, but it's it still needs a human. It's not completely AI, and I don't think it could ever get to that point. Like, there's sensors. You have to have your hands on a steering wheel. You have to be looking at the road. You know, there's a lot of factors in place that needs the human experience, and I think that's what makes it good. 
Like you're not replacing the human. Now in a world where the car is just driving and that's it, I can't see that being the future for a very long time. Five years? Nah. I I think for something like that, you would need to get like government involved and they would have to design streets and everything a certain way. Like there'd be sensors on the streets, sensors on the lights, sensors on the stop signs. Maybe on Mars, you know, they'd have it there, you know. Shout out, I'm trying to be the first Jamaican family on Mars. You know, that, that was random. <laughs> that, was, that was. So, on topic, would your kids claim that they're Jamaican or Martian? Yo, I true foreign that brethren. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good question. That's. Uh, well, ten, technically yeah. speaking, in Jamaica, you can be citizenized if your parents was born in Jamaica. So, technically speaking, you would be a Jamaican citizen, right? I mean, it depends on who you ask. Because you know how Jamaicans are. I wasn't born in Jamaica. Oh, yeah, of course. It depends. So, a lot of them say I'm American. So, no, I mean, like, to (laughs) most Jamaicans, you're not Jamaican. But to, like, everyone else, technically speaking, you would be considered Jamaican. Same thing for your children. Apparently a location, too, but whatever. (laughs) You know, I can really see it. It's like the sup I say right now. Let me stop. (laughs) Wow. Let me stop. I can't. I can't. You know, shout shout out to my first girlfriend. She was Haitian. You know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. I digress. All right. So, Uh, yeah. Back to what she was saying. (laughs) Did you just shout out your ex-girlfriend and your... Yo, you you better not. (laughs) I'll go real ops real quick. So I can't, babe, babe, babe. If you're listening to this, you know I love you. You don't, don't, don't listen to these guys. Just control. Just, just listen to like the sound. <laughs> listen to the sound of my voice and me staring at you right now. This is for you right there. All right. Anywho. So I, I think that uh, most companies that want to like, they don't like where it's going. I think that it's more that somebody else got there first. And they're trying to slow it down so they can catch up. Because mm. it's a it's going to happen. Like yeah. it, AI cars are going to happen. No matter what the government says, it's it's going to happen. I don't know about no matter what the government says. But I mean, like <laughs> you'd you'd have to put like ironclad regulations. That's like, yo, if you're if you're trying to do this, it's inhumane and like straight like Geneva Convention, like gone. I I think it's going to take a while because of all the implications. The, all the implications behind it. Like if you're using it, the AI driving, and you kill somebody, who's responsible for that? Well, I mean... Is it the insurance company? Is it the manufacturer of the vehicle? Is it you as the person who put that on in place? Well, New York is a no-fault state. But. Who's paying for it? You know, all of those, <laughs> all of those factors come into place. And then... The fam- who's going to pay the family, you know? It, it's But isn't that the same to say the uh, the autopilot, the auto driving? You're Imagine ex- you're pulling your car out, you're, you're doing the thing where the car drives to you. What if it hits someone? You're still at fault. You're still at fault? Yeah, because there's still the, the human experience behind it, which I have to, I can't confirm this. I'm going to have to find out after this podcast. But I updated the Tesla. And I can't activate those functions anymore. And I don't know if it's because I'm in New York City 
I have to do research because it came with the car. I made sure that that was implemented. What, what do you mean you updated the Tesla? It can, it, you can update it. Yeah, it connects to Wi-Fi and the car updates. Like a computer? Yes. Get you a Tessie. What <laughs> 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 the fuck? Yeah. Okay. It, it's fucking amazing. Maybe someone hacked it. Teslas are extremely hard to hack. Or it could be like Mao. That's what they said about Apple and the government. But there's people that's done it. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't know why you want to hack my Tesla. It's not like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they want to take it for a spin, you know, like the race car driving. I don't know. But I think I was saying all that to say, like, so do y'all think that AI driving won't be a thing? No. Well, I think it will be a thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will be a thing, but nowhere near now. Nowhere near this time. Like five years? Nah, I'm going to say 20. 20? Yeah. In in a world where people are racing, like companies are racing to release the next best thing to make sure that they're more... Yeah, but I mean, we were supposed to have flying cars by 2001. We were supposed to have flying cars since the 90s, according to the people in the 70s. Yeah, but then, you know, when you actually put into account how to make that happen effectively around the world, it gets a lot more complicated. I mean, flying cars are, I guess, theoretically still impossible because you have to find... That's not how it is. I mean... Uh, There's a company that, that they got approval from the FAA, like, it was like maybe a week or two ago. I'll look it up real quick. And now all the years that it's going to take to build those air roads or whatever they're going to call them. It, air roads. it can't be air roads. I think it's <laughs> just going to be like. I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. No, nah, but you can't fly a flying car anywhere. I yeah, get what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. it has to clear. It has to be approved by like airspace. Like, exactly. So then that would need air roads. Or if you try to have them on the same streets, just hover a little more. Then what's the issues with vehicle incidents and things like that. Well, if it hovers, you know, you'd have to have a form of stopping system in there. That's, I feel like that's just more like that would probably be like in 20, <laughs> I say this now, and in 20 years when we dust this podcast off and listen to it <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, we still ain't have... Flying cars. We still don't have flying cars, but I'll just, I'll say it now. In 20 years, we're going to have flying cars. Nah, right? I'm bougie. <laughs> In 20 years, I'll make a podcast upset that I'll have a flying car <laughs> while I sip a mimosa in, on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so I think that we're going to, I, I really believe that they're going to try to make an AI prototype car in five years. And in 10 years, they might have, the first one because everyone everyone can say no until someone tries it and then when someone tries it then everyone's gonna be like oh well if they're trying it then fuck it i'll try it so and then it'll become a race fox business world's first fully electric flying car approved by faa the company is now something pre-orders uh the name of the company is alif aero but they only got approved for it <laughs> so what's stopping them now I mean, learning how to do it, they could get the funding and stuff. It's like, hey, uh, we need funding for a flying car. This is our schematics. This is the things that we couldn't make for it. But like, I mean, it's a flying car. Like, remember that uh, the submarine car? 
Oh, man, that's a sensitive topic. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Too soon? Oh, yeah, too soon. Okay, <laughs> anywho, uh, the submarine car. Remember that? A few years back, there was like a car that can go underwater. Like it could function underwater. It did I remember like, that. Yeah, like 40 <clears throat> miles. It can only do 40 miles on land and like two miles an hour in like water. I don't see the positive anywhere. Yeah. There, <laughs> there is no positives, but that that got debunked. Like it, there hasn't been any James Bond cars like that since. Car looks nice. Yeah. It reminds me of the Tesla truck. Have you seen any of those on the road yet? You mean like the, the Mustang? No, the Tesla oh, truck. Tesla truck. Oh, you mean those those hexatedral yeah. Oh, I don't even know how and many sides And they took pre-orders a couple have. years ago, but I haven't seen any on the road. I don't think they're on the road yet. I think only a select, the 1%. Yeah, I'm trying to see when it's due to release. But the flying car or the Tesla truck? The flying car. I'm telling you, that flying car, that that just might be 20 years. They <laughs> might get the funding, but that's all they need is the funding. Nah, I, th I think there's better ways to raise money. <laughs> and they offer a full refund also. So I don't think that's about raising money. So like they're... They offer a full refund for the uh, prepayment to get in the queue. So I don't think that's about raising money if they're going to be willing to give it back. Yeah, that's just about being online. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, and when was this? Was this this year? Uh, when was what? They got the approval to... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like maybe like a month ago. Within the last month. So when do you think we might see it? I'm looking on the site right now to see when they anticipate. Because I'm pretty sure they're not going to have an in anticipation because that would mostly be like... It'll, that would limit them. That'll give them a time frame, you know? If they're like, oh, it'll be... We'll be reviewing like the process in the near future you know they they don't give something that's more ironclad like that you know so you know uh random i know we're talking about ai in the future but i can't help i was looking on the walls and like you see the picture of kobe bryant and mike tyson and it reminded me of the importance of doing difficult things mm -hmm. i'm sorry because lately i've been listening to like uh in the mornings when i go for a run Instead of music now, I listen to motivational podcasts to kind of start my day. Yeah. That While sense. running? I, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's the perfect time, honestly. Yeah. While running? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing better than someone yelling at you, telling you that you're a piece <laughs> of shit while you're running. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's why I listen to death metal, because nah, that's that, all they're doing is it, just... That. It sounds like you listen to David Goggins. <laughs> 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 they don't know me, son. <laughs> what? But uh, I've been listening to a lot of Kobe Bryant stuff, and uh, it's it's fucking uh, inspirational, like just the uh, mama mentality, and uh, even Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, his life story in general is pretty interesting. Hmm. You know, uh, what we were talking about it was I talking to you about it? Well, um, about having all this money. And I don't know if it was you that mentioned that Mike Tyson, when he was rich as hell, he was young, he didn't like who he was. I feel like we had a conversation like that, but it wasn't about Mike Tyson. Okay. I digress. But yeah. 
even so, I think it's important uh, to do difficult things. Mm. And uh, I think that's what I look for in people, too. Like, I like people who like to do difficult things. Um. <laughs> that sounds intense. So what do you mean difficult? Well, challenge yourself. Yeah, challenge yourself. I think you should challenge yourself every day. And you should have a big challenge every year. Shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. For uh, the every year challenge. The guy from... Did you read, uh, what is it, the book about David Goggins? Uh, Jesse Eitzler or whatever? No, I just read David Goggins' book. Damn, nobody read. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um, well, he does, it's this Japanese principle, but that's what they do. They start the year off with something difficult, and that thing defines the year. So you might want to look into that. Something I difficult, like, like scaling a mountain or something? Hey, I, I think that's, that's a personal thing. Like, Yeah. Like, difficult to me might not be difficult to you. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I'll tell you what, like I enjoy running. I could run miles, but I hate walking. <laughs> I, I, when I tell you I hate walking, like, you know, in Springfield, I would still drive to McDonald's around the corner. Like I, that's how lazy I am when it comes down to walking. So part of me doing something extremely difficult in Kuwait, I did the Norwegian ruck. I don't know what that is. The Norwegian ruck is, I think it's a 18 point something. I got to get the exact Kilometer numbers. Kilometer or a mile? Norwegian ruck march. Either way, it's too Either much. way, it's too much. Yeah, you're right. That's too much rucking. It's it's 18.6 miles. It's a ruck that you have to do in under four hours. And I did it because it was difficult. It's something I've never done. And it sucked. It fucking sucked. And at the end, all I got was a badge. <laughs> but it was something difficult that I put my mind to. And I think people need to do more things like that. It doesn't even have to be like something physical like that. But like, I think something difficult is leaving the military and starting a business, you know? So that was definitely a factor. I felt like where I had been in the military, I had been there for a while. And it's it's almost like that, uh, like when you don't, fear something in a sense like you kind of just do it half-assed in a yeah. sense and i felt like i had been doing that for a while so for me that was definitely a factor i'm like i gotta challenge myself some way and <laughs> you know well you know the full story like i had a plan on how i was gonna leave and that didn't work out because of like this policy that came out or whatever were you just gonna start cursing everyone out you're just gonna fuck you fuck you no nah, it's just i had a, cool. i had a timeline and then, uh, <laughs> like, right, not right before, like, a couple months before, like, I was going to leave, they're like, you got to leave now because of a, uh, they have a ETS policy. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so it kind of added to that. And I just looked at it as, like, hey, you know, now I just got to make it work. Like, a part of me wanted to just, like, do what I had to do to stay. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. Like, I was like, ah. It's just time. Like, I look at it as a sign. I think you can't progress in life without doing difficult things. That's how you progress. So I'm, like, I'm all for it. I was excited as shit when you told me. <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't say, like, difficult things. Like, things that you have to get out of your comfort zone to do. Difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. <laughs> Being uncomfortable is difficult. Being uncomfortable by choice is difficult. 
Especially when you have another choice. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I think yeah, that's why a lot of people settle for working at a shitty job for 20 years and getting a half-assed pension. Well, there's that and, like, providing, like, some cases, like, you have, like, kids, yeah, family some, or something some like that, you know? Nah, I think you can always seek higher opportunities. It's just uncomfortable to seek those higher opportunities. I'm not saying quit your job. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, although I would usually tell people to quit their jobs. But, I, was, I was just about to say I am. <laughs> yeah, but in a situation like that, like, you got kids, you have to provide for. Doing something uncomfortable is working your nine to five, taking care of your kids from five to nine, and then looking for employment or hustling on the side from nine to 12, and then rinse and repeat. That's how I look at doing something difficult. You don't necessarily have to take a huge leap like you did and leave completely, but I just think people are more capable of what they tell themselves. And I don't know if people just did more difficult things. I think they'd be better off. I think the whole world would be better off. I mean, that's true. But then again, being di doing difficult things, like y'all were saying, is like a, a subjective thing. Because someone's like, hey, you know, a difficult thing is uh, me holding my breath for 10 minutes on, and all of a sudden they die. Right there. That, you know. <laughs> that, that threw me off. <laughs> it's like, like in, in terms of that, when it, when it comes to like doing difficult things, it's like it's when you have a family or like you're in a situation where you need to provide, not just not just only for yourself, because if that's the case, if it's just you, then it the, the difficult doing something difficult becomes easier. I know that's like an oxymoron because it's like difficult and easy, but, um, but when it comes to like like your family, you know, it's like, hey, this doing this difficult thing is unknown. I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't know if it's not gonna work, and I can't afford to do that because I have all these mounts to feed. So in terms of like doing something difficult. Oh, I guess like you said, I, doing something difficult would be, it could be staying, you know? Yeah. I, Dominate. I think, <laughs> I think also that uh, you took it to an extreme. Did I? I usually do. I'm usually like a, you know, I consider the most extreme, so everything underneath it isn't as bad. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you have a family or whatever, you can find a way to make things work. As you said, I don't think you're saying up and leave your job or whatever, but you can figure something out. Yeah, sacrifice some sleep to set up that longevity. I think uh, I think as humans, we like instant gratification. And comfort. And comfort. And money. And I don't think anyone inherently loves money. I think people love what money can get them. People love the resources money provides. Yeah. That's what I think. And in turn, love and money. Nah, I still think it's the resource. Currency, loving currency. There you go. What? what? <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. Um, Instant gratification. Yeah, I think as humans, we love instant gratification. And I think that's detrimental in the long run. Like when I think about scenario that you gave you got a family to feed you're working this job 
you might be terrified to leave, the instant gratification route would be to just stay there because you know you're going to get this check. You know you're going to be able to provide. But now if you delay that gratification, you embrace the suck, make life a little more difficult for a while, maybe that gratification will come in the long run. Maybe it'll pay in dividends. It's like the stock market. You know, you invest in a stock expecting a return in the long run. It's not the instant gratification that you get from those investments unless but, you're a day trader. But that's that's just a maybe, though. Yeah, yeah. that's life is all a maybe. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. <laughs> a, a toilet seat right now could fly through this window and hit us and we're dead. It's a maybe. Well, maybe. Unlikely, but maybe. Well, there's a one in three chance that it'll kill one of us because it's a toilet seat. You I mean, know? but I'm the that's darkest, so yeah, <laughs> it's probably higher for me, you know, movies and all. <laughs> no, but I mean. That's valid. <laughs> I, I get your point. Black Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, okay, so I, I do understand what you're saying, right? Well, but when it comes to just that, like most people wouldn't like, I know there's some people that they're providing for their family right now. They're working a shitty job. They don't want to. And they're also in school to better themselves. Right. That's, that's the difficult thing. It could be the schooling, you know, man juggling all of that could be difficult. There's uh single moms that are doing that right now, single dads that are doing that right now, juggling all those things. And, you know, not everyone has, everyone has that capacity to do that, but not everyone has the, what is the word I'm looking for? Willingness? Yes, the will to follow through on it, you know? That's why there's the 80-20 80, 20%. 20% of the people in the world are capable of doing it and will do it while the 80% will just exist. But I also get it. Like, I think there's people out there who whose view of a comfortable life or a good life is what they're doing right now, which is perfectly fine. Like, there's people who works a steady job. Sometimes they struggle. Sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. They get tax money every year. You know, and they're doing fine. And that's a comfortable, good life for them. And I completely get it. I'm more so talking about the people who want more out of life, but always make excuses on uh, on why they don't act on it. Uh, okay. Dominate. <laughs> Stop making excuses. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Stop. Where? Dominate. <laughs> <laughs> Where? You've ran out of spots. I, I got to do my whole back. You got to do, oh. I'm going to get dominated on my finger. So every time I'm holding something with my right hand, I remember to dominate. <laughs> there was, oh, man. There was actually, actually uh, in basic training, my drill instructor, he was a tanker. Uh, he had different mustaches on his fingers. Uh, so he'd do like this, and he'd have one. He'd do like this. He'd had one. He'd like different mustaches. It was It was very interesting to see. And... I don't know why I brought that up, but that was just, it was just super random. Was, oh, oh yeah, that's why I brought it up. I'm guessing you're going to get that when you get out the military, right? Because tattoo regular. I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> I will. The plan is to get those tattoos when it is within regulations and I will not get in trouble for having that tattoo. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
until then, I'll tattoo everywhere else. Um, random segue. Did you guys hear about uh, the guy that testified that uh, the, what is it that the United States of America is in control or in possession of what is it uh, equipment that's not of human? You mean like Area Fifty One? I, I thought yeah. he said alien bodies. Bodies? That's, I thought but, it was but, like alien aircraft. But that's normal. That's <laughs> people have been saying that for for decades. Yeah, but to testify on their yeah. oath and say that, yeah, it's different. Like, what's what's their credentials? Uh, he was like an ex. Uh, he worked for the government. I forget in what uh, capacity, but. He was an employee of, of... He was someone who would know, essentially. Okay. I mean, I believe it. I believe it. Then we go back to the... Uh, we're not the only ones. The universe is ever expanding. You know, it's a big place. Planet, multiple planets. Life teeming everywhere. Uh, he was military. Dave Grush. Yeah, former military intelligence officer. Yeah, I mean, they don't just call anyone up to testify to Congress. Yeah, but why? Was there an accusation made? Uh, I think there was a whistleblower. Oh. I don't know if he was the whistleblower. Oh, yeah, he, he was the whistleblower. Damn. He served for 14 years as an intelligence officer in the Air Force and National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. But, I mean, all of that is just going to get sweeped under the rug anyway, Remember when, uh, shit, who was the president, uh, during COVID? Yo, it was not that long ago. It wasn't, but you said it, the president during COVID? Yeah, it was still, it wasn't, it was Trump, it was Trump, right? Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Remember when, uh, like, during COVID, they were like, oh, um, like, oh, by the way, aliens are real. And in any news, this is how much people died from COVID. You know, they they confirmed that aliens were real during COVID. Yeah, but I don't think that's so much sweeping it under the rug as people are dying from COVID and we're in the middle of a pandemic. Well, that's true. But what I was saying, where I was getting at is that, I mean, it's cool. Like, it's, it's good to know information, but people are, they aren't going to care about it. Yeah, until it's affecting them. So. Yeah, until like uh, some you destroy all human shit comes and like people like or entities start raining hellfire down on us from a spaceship on some Cloverfield shit. Then, you know, people start caring. But ultimately, I mean, like we everyone knows everyone knows that. I mean, do we like everyone knows aliens exist? Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, most people won't believe it until they see it. They I can assume. They won't they won't know. Okay. It's like it's like if I say, is there life on the other side of this planet? <laughs> I feel like that's easily provable though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, the aliens. Yeah, but what is what is uh categorized as alien? It's foreign. Right, it's not necessarily like personified. Like it's not people like standing on two hands, two feet. Like if someone found a, I don't know, a plant on Pluto, that's an alien right there. Or if they, well, 
uh, let's see, or if they find one on Europa, you know, if they find like some some foreign body encased in the ices of Europa, that's an alien right there. It's not necessarily like, oh, you know, destroy all humans, like be be be, you know. So, I mean, I think that would be big in its own right, <coughs> though, because it's life on another planet, or yeah, and then it's like. How did it end up in our possession? Are we taking trips up there without the public's knowledge? Are they coming to us? I think like what's the future behind that? I think the journey is probably too long for now, at least. It's all for us to go. Yeah, because but then that begs the question: if aliens exist, then how did they get to us? Can they come back? What if they get mad at us? Are we prepared for this? Are they friendly foe? All of those questions come into play. Hmm. I, I think they're, it's more so like maybe they decided to go left instead of right. Imagine the alien died of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was a lot. Yeah. yeah I got to take that part out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just the the people I don't get. The people I don't get are those motherfucking flat earthers. <laughs> oh, man. That came out of left field. It came straight out of left field, and I don't get it. Why do you think the earth is flat? Is this like some Pirates of the Caribbean shit? Like, wh- why? Like, is there, if you could show me the logic into why you think, like, if, no, well, actually, don't, don't hit me <laughs> up. Are you going to, like... Put our social medias on this and stuff. Don't if you're if you're a flat earther, I'll, I'll make sure to send you. Please don't our social media. <laughs> I don't need a ten page no. bibliography. Part, on of, part of growth is conversing with people with different views of life. Exactly. I literally that's literally my job. Do you you want to know what, how they think, right? Yeah, that's literally my job. <laughs> all right, all so I you, do is kind of walk into people's homes. <laughs> all I do is walk into people's homes and like. And you, you want to? You, that was. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, you look I, stressed. I don't, <laughs> you need to quit your job. I don't want to talk about Dominate. it. We, we need to go to that rage cage. That's what we need to to do. Go, go to the rage cage. That's. A, I had someone. I had someone that, and I'm not revealing any names or anything like that, so y'all can't get me. But you know, there was a call for someone that I don't know got shot in the neck. Right. And you would think, oh, shit, someone got shot in the neck. Uh, We're 15 minutes away. They'll probably be dead by then. Right. Uh, So we're like, okay, all right. We're definitely we are definitely rushing because it is an emergency. Right. So we're definitely going there. But we're like, we're 15 minutes away. We'll pretty much be there waiting for the cops to pick them up when we get there. It's not. We get there, it's not someone that's been shot in the neck, right? Well, turns out, actually, they have been shot in the neck, but it wasn't with an actual gun. It was with an airsoft gun. So, turns out, there's this guy that goes around and shoots women in the neck (laughs) at that same exact location every night with an airsoft gun. Every night. I have... Okay. Um, are they caught? No. 
no, 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 of course not. They shoot them in the neck and then they just take off. But then I just think like, damn, who hurt you? That's what I think. Is it? It's like different people that he shoots. It's different. No, it's only women. It's different women that he. But every night. Well, yeah, because I feel like he should be caught already. Well, like periodically, like it's it's more so like by the time he's already done took off. Nah, I would just be waiting for him. Like if he's doing it every night. Who's going to be waiting for (laughs) him? No, like as a cop or whatever. Oh, like, you know, this is happening. Like what kind of airsoft gun is this, though? Because there's uh, airsoft guns that are pretty intense. Apparently not one that's strong enough to make someone bleed because they said there was two bystanders that saw it. And they were like, oh, you know, the person they just got in the car with someone they were with because I guess they called them and they just drove off. Maybe they went to look for the guy. Maybe they didn't. So always in the neck, though? It's not always in the neck. It's just like... <laughs> I'm like, that's some good aim. <laughs> we need to start hiring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. We do not condone what he's doing. Yeah. Just had to throw that out there. That's, that's, that, that's like some of the stuff I deal with. And it's... <sighs> you sound like you want to quit your job and start a business. I can't confirm or deny that fact. I could confirm for you. I cannot, but but currently I am in school for nursing. Well, not nursing school at the moment, but, you know, I'm doing my prereqs to become a nurse. And after that's over, I will definitely be uh, given a nice heartfelt salutations to everyone at my job. So travel nurse in 2020. You should quit now. Quit now and dominate. Speaking of 2025, that is when the flying car is projected to be released. 2025? Oh, that's pretty soon. Yeah, that's really soon. (laughs) $300,000. So it ain't for you and me. (laughs) I mean, by 2025, it will be. But, okay, so what are the schematics? How far does it fly? Like, how high does it fly? Check out the website. (laughs) Because, and is it... How does that even work? They they had the prototype since 2019, I would say. Like, how do you elevate? How do you go forward? Well, gas and brake. But how do you elevate? How do you lower yourself? Where do you park? How do you? I feel like you park where you normally park. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's a flying car. It has to get permission from airspace Depending on how high it goes. Yeah, I don't think it's going that high. That's true. But then there's also buildings and stuff it has to avoid. It has to it has to be approved by the DMV. And I think it's also, it's dependent on where you're at. Because, like, you have that issue in New York. But if you go to, like, Midwest or something, you may not have that issue with buildings. DMV is definitely valid, but I feel like that's not something they're thinking about right now. <laughs> Like, they'll think about it when that first car gets registered. <laughs> like, hmm. Because, yeah, that's that's like... And I'm pretty sure you have to take... There'd have to be a specialized driving test in order for it to be approved by the DMV. But, you know, I'm just a I wonder how far up off guy. the floor it is. Exactly. Damn, make me do reading. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like so many, so many questions. Like, what is, like, if this car is actually coming out in twenty twenty five, which, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, 
I'm pretty sure yeah. it's going to get delayed, right? <laughs> and Projected. I'm, I'm telling you, AI cars are coming out. They're going to come out in the next, I want to say, five to ten years they're going to come out. Listen, after driving a Tesla, I support it. I am pro that we should be driving computers. That is, I mean, that's true, mm. but. I, I support it. I think we just need to adapt. Get more creative. With, with AI? Yeah, we need to yeah. adapt to AI. Um, and become more creative. I think every new advancement in technology forces us to become more creative. Oh, that's that's what I, I wanted to talk about, too. Uh, it just, like, jogged my memory. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking about taking a, um, it's called a, what is it, an RPA? Like, I, I was thinking about either getting, like, a certificate in that. Those are the people that maintain the AI programs. I saw one of them recently. I said, go for it. Why would you do it? I mean, if... The way this is going, I want to get ahead of it. You know, I want to be the person that can uh, maintain the maintainer, you know, that it's like instead of instead of waking up in a world where you have no idea what's going on, where like you don't know what what works anymore, like like old timers when like the Internet, YouTube, like cell phones, all this start coming out and most of them had to play catch up. You know, I'm trying to, like, get ahead of it. So, like, when that happens and it starts becoming more occurring in society, I could be like, okay, well, you know, I'm in a, a position where my skill set is highly valued, you know? So and not necessarily just, like, the RPA, like, for AI, but I am thinking about taking up, like, a, a coding class or, like, a programmer I don't know if there's a difference between them, but you know, there's a um, there's a website. I'm not sure if y'all heard about it. Uh, that that my uh, girlfriend put me onto. It. I think it's called Skillset or something like Skillshare. That. Skillshare. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking about giving it a try for like programming and coding. I I don't know how good it is. I'm not sure if y'all have tried it. Maybe y'all have any insight on it. I've never used it, but I am pro learning something, especially when it comes down to what the future is. <clears throat> yeah, it gets recommended a lot, so I think it's a good idea. Yeah, Still so fair. there's a there's like a a trial period, and you could cancel any time. So I'll I'll probably go into that and do it for like seven days, and then see how I like it. You know, cut the check. You know what you just uh, reminded me is I remember. I was having a conversation with a parent and she was complaining about how her child is always on a <laughs> about how about how the child is always on the tablet now, always on their phone, always on technology, and that they need to do other things. And so she periodically takes the technology away from him. And I kind of try to make an argument. You know, I'm not a parent, so of course my views went out the window for her. But <laughs> I was like, think about the world that you're going to leave him in. I was like, 30, 40 years, technology is going to be even more advanced than it is now. You taking away those tools is 
stopping him from learning the technology. Now, of course, there's limits to it all. You need to be able to socialize and be a decent human being. But technology, I think, is something that's part of our lives, whether we like it or not. And it became a interesting conversation. Hmm. But uh, I forgot where I was going with it. I, th- I think for that, it's more so like, uh, and knowing this, uh, using myself as an example, uh, like it promotes... Uh, what is what is that like ADD? No, it's not ADD. It's um, ADHD. Basically, what it is is I I can understand why they're trying to take the technology away because, you know, in in terms of like learning, it prevents it prevents their attention span is shorter. You know, it promote it gives them a shorter attention span when it comes to like using technology and, sp- and stuff, especially as they're younger and their brains are still developing, uh, using that type of stuff, it it's harder for them to like focus, which means that it's harder for them to like pay attention to things, important things, life lessons, maybe like things in school. Of course, you're going to have those that are able to function better than others. But for a majority of like children that use tablets and stuff, it it gives that sense of like like they lose their attention span. And I know this because that's how I was, you know, and shit, uh, I think I still am like that, you know, like when I like when I play like video games or if I'm like into technology more and then I completely forget or I procrastinate on to like like things I have to do, you know, and then that affects my life. So I, I kind of disagree with that. I get it though. I think that can be something that happens that can be an outcome. But I think what parents should do is teach their kids how to use technology as a tool. Um, Cause I know for me growing up, one of the best decisions my mom ever made was giving me a, a computer. And I spent hours and hours and days on that computer. There was times where I didn't even want to eat. But, you know, a parent, a normal parent would say, you need to go outside, you need to socialize, you need to do this. But all of those skills that I learned from being on that computer has helped me today. That's where I was playing Maple Story and I learned how to video edit because I wanted to follow this famous person who played Maple Story and make videos that eventually led to me um, creating my own videos with cameras and then editing that. That eventually led to me editing audio. And I think all of those things plays a role into who I am today. Um, I think it's just whether you use technology as a tool or a distraction. But everyone is different, though. Yeah, that's why I think it's a side effect. It can happen. Yeah, because because that may happen to you, but let's say if someone was in the same had the same childhood, growing up the same way, their effect might be different. They might still be playing Maple Story right now as we speak. Like, but they could be a Twitcher, they, you know, a, a Twitch streamer making millions doing it. They could be, or they could be like some some Jamal Chan trolling people online because their social skills have plummeted towards like the ground 
because they're they have they have no social skills because they spend all their time on online. I think the only difference between you and that person is probably the military. I wouldn't say that because um, I think there is a balance here, right? You can't just let somebody have the device for periods on end. But I think that personality plays a role. And I think no matter how hard your parents try, your personality is your personality. I know a podcast way before we spoke about, I saw a story where this couple adopted this kid and they raised that kid in a very loving house. They were very nice to him, you know, but for some reason he was just an asshole for lack of better terms. Like he would constantly attack them and it got to a point where they were scared of being home while he was home as he got older. And it was no matter what they did, he was just a fucking dick. And it got to a point where the mom feared for her life. What he didn't know was that the mom was like a boxer or something like that. Like she took fighting on the side and she beat his ass damn near to death. And then he ran away and never came back. But it reminds me of, it makes me think that no matter how you raise a child or what devices you give them, their personality is their personality. I <laughs> Realistically, you and your girlfriend could decide that you want to have a child and she gives birth to a murderer. And it, it's dark. I know it's dark to think like that, but that's the reality of people. That's the reality of life. No, I can, I definitely agree with that because there is a theory. Um, I don't think it's been proven yet. I learned this in psychology. There is a theory that you're, um, you're born with your personality and then the nur the nature nurture thing go comes into effect. Right. But in, in terms of that situation, he could just have repressed anger from maybe being finding out that he was adopted, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think yeah. that situation's a little bit more complex. Like, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I think nurture plays a big part. But that situation specifically, nurture might not have been enough. Yeah. Like they could have, he could have been adopted and he, he didn't know what happened to his parents or maybe they didn't want him to know anything about his parents. And they were like, no, where are your parents? Love us, you know, not them. And that could have, that could have spawned into anger and which is why he lashed out and what the circumstances that happened. I... But I do agree with you about the personality thing, like being born with your personality. Because it's why, like, there's some people, they may refer to them as the black sheep in families that are completely different from, like, their personalities are completely different from their mother or their father or, like, their brothers. You know, people that grew up in the same household, you would think they'd all have similar personalities. But... You know, everyone has like different personalities and stuff like that. But so. I, I think that's also a part where like environment comes in. Because like for me, my personal experience, like all of my siblings were all different. And I think like we all grew up in the same house or whatever. But when I think back on it, we all like live different lives in a sense, especially in those years where we were coming up. 
Like, I was that kid who I didn't really do anything. Like, I was always in the house. Uh, my parents always had me home. And there was reasons behind it. But I feel like that reflects in the person who I am today. Because y'all know me. I'm always home. I'm always by myself. I'm always chilling or whatever. I'm the quiet kid who's, well, not kid anymore. But I'm off in the corner by myself for the most part. But if you met my siblings, like, y'all met my little brother. He's nothing like me, right? Mm-hmm. Different, different like different environment growing up because he didn't experience quite what I experienced. Would you say it's a different environment or experience? Different? Okay, so now what dictates the experience? Would you say that personality plays a role into it? Because the, we can, like, I, a hypothetical situation is that that falls, that falls and hits one of us on a, that, that ball falls and hits each of us on the foot. If I have a very negative point of view on life, I could take it much more differently than you. So I, I get your point, but I think it's, it's really just life and like what happens in life. Like for me, what made the situation that made it where I didn't really ex, like venture out, explore when I was younger was that I went to school close to where I lived. So it's like, hey, you can get home in 15 minutes. You need to be home in 15 minutes. Whereas like my siblings, it was like, hey, it's like a bus and a train. So they can kind of like play around with it, maybe not go to school or whatever. So they kind of got to explore more. So there's no saying what's going to affect you and what's going to, like everything shapes you. So it can all just have like a different outcome. Hmm. Okay, I can see that. Like nature versus nurture versus personality. Yeah, it's just like everything <clears throat> combines and you get an outcome. <laughs> uh, that's uh, okay. I mean, whatever whatever like we went through during our childhood has brought us to this exact this exact place in time right now, be it may like completely different. Like Imagine, like, think about, like, us in high school, you know, how differently, like, we were in high school and how we're still, like, we're, we're still talking to each other. We're still affiliated with each other, even though, like, it was, I mean, it was, like, night and day. Like, this, this guy right here? <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. Oh, my God. That, oh, no. I was supposed to be dead or in jail. One of them. But you look at you Jesus. now. Look at you now. See? That I could thank the army for. Yeah. yeah so I got it. I think that kind of proves my points. It's like you had different experiences and it defined who you were to an extent. But I also think like I I, I think we are agreeing, but speaking from different points. Okay. Because I I agree with you, but I think the personality also plays a big role in it. Because I could have had the personality as someone who rejected the idea of like that new experience. I could have been like, nah, I'm sticking to what I know. And then I would have probably been dead or in jail right now. So like it, it reminds me, I know I mentioned a story before too, but they had the identical twins, the, oh, the famous twins, the chess players. No, not the chess players. It was two brothers and they were separated at birth. Or I think it was triplets, and it was an experiment. 
by Oh, I know what I know what you're yeah, talking about. It was an experiment. They were all separated and uh I think I believe two of the brothers found each other, but the third didn't until later on in life growing up. I'm botching a story. I got to put a link or something so that people can see it. But the third brother eventually found his way to them. But the third brother's upbringing was horrible compared to the other two. But they all still had the same mannerisms. It was like all three of them still had the same exact personality. They were the same person. Their laughs were the same and everything. But because of that third's upbringing, he ended up committing suicide. Mm -hmm. And the other two, they opened up a restaurant together, which I believe is still open now. But they had a big fight after the third brother committed suicide. But I think it's all three that plays a role into who we are. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I think it was it was um one of the psychologists. I'm I'm inclined to say Freud, but I'm I doubt it was Freud. I feel like that's the default answer. Yeah, that is the <laughs> default answer. So default answer, I'm going with Freud. Okay, so I think Freud did an experiment like that as well, or like one of the other uh, famous psychologists where they where they separated twins from birth. And they placed them in different um, living arrangements to see if their personalities, mannerisms, and everything like that would be the same regardless of the environment. This was back when they started debating the nurture, the nature versus nurture thing. You know, mm -hmm. they they basically was determined like, hey, you know. Uh, if this person, if this child is placed in a good, healthy environment and this child is pa placed in like a like a, a bad, toxic environment, would they still come out like would they still come out? Would there be any changes in their innate personalities or would they come out a different person? And the study showed that they they retained most of their personalities but they had different um, different traumas, like different mental traumas, right? Like the, the person that grew up more in a healthier environment was more susceptible to, um, to like more susceptible to like drugs, like peer pressure acceptance and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then the person that grew up in like the toxic environment was has been around more of that more of their life so they were more like desensitized to it but controversial um when it came to like relationships or expressions of emotions or like anything pertaining to like positive emotions they were more inclined to shy away from it and basically like reject it from themselves so but they still had like you were saying they still had like the same laughs mannerisms um like all of that going on for them so and i think that's when they changed it from nature versus nurture to nature and nurture both of them i agree with that i think yeah they all play a role including you know your personality i just looked at the time and we're going to have to end this. But I do have a question to ask you guys, a final question. Uh, you guys are going to be the, the, the test subjects for this because this is a question I plan on asking at the end of every podcast for our guests. The answer is yes. <laughs> Don't do drugs. If you could pick one moment or experience in your life, 
one lesson learned in life from that moment or experience that you can, without a doubt, say, if it didn't happen, you probably wouldn't be where you are today. What would it be? I don't think I could pick a moment. Like for me, I could think of like several moments. Yeah. Like I, I can, I Name mean. Name one significant moment. Joining the military. Joining the military. Uh, because I, it's just so. If you want something different, leaving the military. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just so, so like, because ultimately that was a difficult decision, although we made it very easily. But for our family. I don't. Oh. Well, yeah, it, it was a difficult thing for them. Uh, to... This is a selfish question. It's not about your family. It's oh, okay. about you. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, because okay. for me, it wasn't difficult at all. Yeah. I, I didn't even look at it from that perspective. For me, I feel like that's. It was all life altering. No, it's just who I am. It just made me who I am today. I don't look at it as like what was happening in the moment. No, because because uh, look at it like this. I mean, what if what if none of us joined the military? What if. On that day, we all just got up and we were like, nah, we're good. But do you think we'd still be where we are today right now? I mean, you guys both said that that was a moment, which makes sense. It is a moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really think about what ifs. What? Oh, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. All right. Well, huh? thank you guys for your answer. Um, that's the end of the podcast. Happy 80-20. Happy Levicity, happy Hakuna Matata, fuck being average, and I'll speak to you all soon.